Hello everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. To part Did you forget for a second the name of our podcast? I you know <laughs> Listen, we're recording at a different time. I've been I've got the day off. I'm all I'm all scrambly. It's Capes and Japes, our show. And today we are doing <laughs> a sequel to last week's episode. <laughs> Um, cause as we've said, you can't talk about Doug Ramsey without talking about Warlock. Capes so, and Japes, Doug and Warlock, part two, Warlock. Yes. Part two, Warlock. So, uh, you should probably go back and listen to last week's episode to have the Doug half of the context for Doug and Warlock. And now we're going to give you the Warlock half of the context. Yeah. Um... How wild would it have been if we just did, like, one two-hour episode and we just were like, well, that's it for this week and next week. Hope, <laughs> like, if you want, you can just pause in the middle and save the rest of this for next yeah. week. <laughs> if you want to listen to all of it now, go for it. Yeah. We talk about Doug, and we talk about half the DC Pride special, and then we go, okay, <laughs> pause it here if you want podcast for next week. <laughs> and then and then it, the rest of it is like, all right, cool. I'm assuming it's either next week, or you didn't pause it. Uh, <laughs> or you're here's, just Here's going. Warlock and the second half of the Pride special. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so... Warlock, uh, just Warlock, no, you know, secret identity name, no last name, because he's not a human. Um, Warlock is an alien, uh, from a race of aliens called the, uh, Technarch, or the Technarchy, uh, who are these, uh, cybernetic alien semi-humanoid alien beings uh who whose primary objective is to uh infect other beings with uh this virus called the techno-organic virus or the transmode virus that uh like converts them into partly cybernetic beings and then uh they're able to drain their energy uh referred to as their by the technarch as their life glow uh to like help themselves survive and propagate and you know continue spreading across the the galaxies and killing and destroying <laughs> um the they are because they're all uh, evil. All of them are they're evil. All, is yes. the thing they are all they're, evil. They're one of those like you know like old school like orcs. They're one of those like always evil species. Um, they have you know, and and it's it's easier to justify when they're like uh computer beings, even though. I, I love I love this concept, so I'm willing to let it go. It doesn't make any sense. How could you evolve sense? Somebody has to make the computers. 
like technology by definition is a tool that is created by somebody. What if uh-huh the ancient um they were or they were purely organic and then they made the technovirus and that was their evolution. Yeah, and then they're like actually this rules. Everyone should be like this. Uh-huh. Um yeah, but but so they exist like purely to, you know, consume and dominate other life forms. They all exist without empathy or, you know, compassion or any of that. Also, you got to uh, fight your dad. <laughs> also, you have to fight your dad. This is an important thing. Uh like they unclear how specifically they reproduce, but they do like have like generations and like parental relationships and uh when a child comes to a certain age they have to fight their parent to the death um and our friend warlock's parent is uh magus 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 is the yes (laughs) that old chestnut once again (laughs) once again we've hit upon the same thing um is the uh leader or like the king of the technarchy so warlock is uh technically a prince and he's also my special little prince um (laughs) also uh there was some i couldn't find a definitive answer because i saw a couple things that were like oh they called them uh warlock and magus as like an homage to uh adam warlock and Adam Warlock's evil alter ego, Magus. Uh, and then some other people, some more cynical takes that were people like, oh yeah, they did this because Adam Warlock hadn't been around for a while and they wanted to keep the copyright to the names Warlock and Magus. I um, mean, either. Either or. I, either or. And honestly, I will say, I really enjoy kind of like, sci-fi fantasy mashup vibes so i think the idea of like a weird like sci-fi like computer being with the name warlock is cool so i think he should keep it (laughs) um but also obviously truly no surprise i care much more about new mutants warlock than i do about adam warlock (laughs) for excruciatingly obvious reasons i'm sorry you care about a teen techno-organic alien more than you care about a weird man a weird man with something to do with the infinity stones or you know a, a, a robot adjacent alien teen who's soul bonded to another teen impossible to say Impossible um, to say what Olivia would care more about in this moment. <laughs> um, so it is very funny to me how Olivia Core Warlock is, and like un- unbelievably, <laughs> like truly, like just they reached into the future, into my heart and my brain and my soul, and we're like, what vibe? What is the vibe that we need to personally target Olivia with? Like. If your summer does end up being consumed by Doug and Warlock, I I would be I like how has it taken this long honestly? 
honestly, it's kind of like, there has been times when it's been one of those things, um, before I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! where I was like, this is so stupid, but I know if I watch Yu-Gi-Oh! where it's like <laughs> multiple teens being possessed by like ancient like evil spirits, I'm like, I'm gonna like get so into this, it's gonna be embarrassing. I have like, like skirted the edges of like getting deeper into like Doug and Warlock stuff and I've been like, this is good, I know what this is gonna do to me. <laughs> I know I would be way too into this, so I just cannot right now. <laughs> I can't do it right now. I don't have um, the energy. God. Uh, so, Warlock is a uh, mutant amongst the Technarch. Cause because he's not evil. <laughs> because he does, in fact, feel compassion and remorse <laughs> what and he we- doesn't want to kill his dad <laughs> what a weird guy this guy doesn't want to kill his dad what are you some sort of mutant charles xavier says yes <laughs> yeah actually um this is like this is like sort of the same thing that happens with shatterstar where shatterstar just kind of like shows up with the x-men and they just like like sticks around even though he's like an alien with, like, alien powers, and then later they're like, oh, no, actually, he is also a mutant. He's got this this, teleportation thing. I don't think that this happened, like, later. Like, they they introduce Warlock, and then they eventually, like, Charles Xavier's like, oh, yeah, this guy's a mutant. Don't worry about it. He can totally join our school. He gets to party with us. Um, So, yeah, Warlock... Is the only one of them who has, like, who is not evil. And he, uh, flees his, his home planet, which is called Kvitch. <laughs> it's, it's, it's K-V-C-H. It's called Kvitch. Um, and he ends up on Earth. He ends up, uh, he, like, traces the signal of some like like shiar technology that uh is in the x mansion um and uh kind of crash lands on earth uh where he doesn't know where he is doesn't know how to communicate with anyone uh and although he is not evil he still um like, physically needs to, like, absorb, like, living things' life glow to survive. Um, I mean, don't we all? I, we, technically, we all do. It's just the way that humans do it is socially acceptable to us. <laughs> um, so, initially, uh, he seems very much like a threat. And also, um... He's very scary looking. He does look a I, little wacky. Yeah. This is like one of so um this initial uh appearance is written I believe by Chris Claremont. Um and it's drawn by Bill Sinkovich, who uh is very well known for drawing the new mutants. Um and has like a very kind of like at times almost like surreal kind of style 
Um, if he is, uh, he did the, uh, design of Kingpin that inspired, uh, the way that Kingpin looks in Into the Spider-Verse. Um, not in New Mutants, in, like, a Daredevil comic that he also illustrated. How but, wild like, would it be if Kingpin was introduced in New Mutants? <laughs> yeah, Kingpin, like, sh- shows up, um, and just starts messing with these teens. I mean, listen, he's got, he's got a lot going on. Maybe he would. Um, but, so, to, like, give you a sense of, of the vibe, you know, that, like, Kingpin design is obviously not a literal representation of what Kingpin looks like, but is, you know, conveys kind of a sense of, like, the way that Kingpin feels to be around as this incredibly imposing figure. Um, and his, like, the design of Warlock is something that's really kind of, like, tailored to, uh, his style um, where it's, like, it's very chaotic, there's, like, a lot of, kind of, abstractions, like, very, kind of, like, loose lines, and, like, looking at it, you get the sense, um, you know, probably, maybe that his, like, his weird hair would be, like, flickering, or his, like, kind of, like, mismatched eyes would be, like, blinking in and out, um, and it is, uh, a design that, Especially as kind of, like, art styles have, like, evolved over time and kind of, you know, things sort of, like, lean, like, one way or the other in terms of, like, trends in, like, comic book art, which is not something I'm an expert in by any means. Um, but it's, like, trying to capture Warlock in an art style that's, like, maybe a little more, like, minimalistic or prone to like very kind of like clean lines or like you know like very like straightforward shapes uh it gets like harder to capture that kind of initial spirit of the design um yeah leaning there's some some like very unfortunate instances where he looks either like an unhinged like 90s like cereal box mascot or like basically like wilt from foster's home for imaginary friends <laughs> um I, I really like wilt from foster's home for imaginary friends but that's not really the initial vibe <laughs> necessarily um and i've seen him like more recently they've kind of like altered the design a little bit to make it make more sense in, you know, the, the art style of who's drawing it. Um, but in like the initial Bill Sinkovich design, um, it's, it's like, it's cool, I think, because it gives the obvious, like it comes across immediately as being like a cybernetic being without just looking like a robot like he looks very like weird and alien but it clearly communicates like technology and like circuitry and all of that stuff and also i think it's like i think it's good that he's kind of scary and weird looking because like one i think it's important like oh he's you know this very kind of strange intimidating looking being who's actually, you know, 
really like sweet and well-meaning and wants to help people and also it's important to me personally just to see like <laughs> Doug Ramsey the single most ordinary looking guy maybe on the entire X-Men hanging around with this like completely wild looking alien <laughs> it's very good the vibes it's incredible like you gotta have just the what's stronger than the bond between a normal guy and a completely freaky looking cybernetic alien mm -hmm. it's nothing mm -hmm. stronger just you nothing need one guy powerful. that looks like he just walked out of like like some like summer bible school <laughs> And one guy who just looks completely unhinged, and they're best friends and soulmates, actually. And they're best friends and soulmates. And honestly, sometimes the Bible school guy is more emotionally unhinged than the alien guy. I love them. I love them. Uh, so, as we uh, talked about with Doug, when uh, the New Mutants discover Warlock, they contact Doug. Who at the time, they they just get Doug because he's good with computers and he's smart and he seems like he would know what to do here. And then Doug discovers that he is in fact a mutant and he has the power to speak every language and he uh, can communicate with Warlock. Um, and so with Doug's help, Warlock is able to kind of communicate his situation. Um, they rescue him from dying, and they, uh, have him join the new mutants, uh, along with Doug, who just learned he was a mutant today. It was a big day for Doug. Um, in addition to his, uh, life-draining, uh, ability and being able to, like, infect things with, uh, this techno-organic virus, Warlock can also shapeshift, which is something that, like, all, uh, all of the technarchy are established as being able to do, um, you know, they can, like, change their shape and size just, like, in their kind of, like, normal form, and also they can make themselves look like humans and other things, and also sometimes they can form into a big mech suit to protect their friends, except none of the other ones do that because they don't have friends because they're all evil, but Warlock can. Um, so in, uh, a lot of, of situations, Warlock will, uh, disguise himself by shape-shifting into a, uh, normal-looking human-man. Um, he still needs, uh, to, you know, consume life energy to live, again, as everything does, <laughs> but just, this is kind of scarier <laughs> to us. Um, so, uh... What if you could consume without chewing? Think about that. Um, so, uh... Danny, uh... Is... Danny is like, okay. We understand that you have to do this, but you're not allowed to do this to, like, sentient creatures. And Warlock is like, I'm an alien, and I don't really understand what that means. And Danny's like, okay, just... Just check with me first. Yeah. <laughs> just straight Before up just ask. It's like, just ask. Danny, can I eat this? <laughs> yeah, just ask and I'll tell you. 
Um, and uh, Warlock agrees because Danny's in charge. Uh, as mentioned briefly when we talked about Doug, uh, Warlock has uh, he does that that kind of like classic like fictional alien thing of having like this kind of like somewhat like broken sentence structure. Um, instead of using I, he refers to himself as self, and he refers to his friends with the title self-friend, um, except for Doug, <laughs> who he calls self-soul-friend in the move that I'm extremely normal about, as we talked about last week, just very normal stuff all around. Um, and I also think he calls Danny, like, chief friend or leader friend or something like that at some point, um, because she's in charge. Um, and <laughs> we should all respect Danny. Um, when, um, they, I think it's when they're, I'm not sure, is it when they're on Asgard? When does, uh, when does he get hurt and Doug first, uh, lends him his life force and they, they do that normal thing? Is it when they're on Asgard? Wait, what? When? What? <laughs> I was looking I was looking at um comics panels of Doug and Warlock. Yeah, yeah, you know, normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. What was the I question? Was, I uh the question was when when was the the time that like Warlock got hurt and Doug like initially shared his life force with him. Ooh. Um I thought it was maybe when they were on Asgard, but I'm not sure possible okay he got um, shot with an arrow <laughs> so, so that feels like asgard. asgard that feels like something those those wacky asgardians would do um <laughs> yeah so at uh at some point warlock gets hurt and uh doug agrees offers to share his life force with warlock to save him, um, obviously without killing Doug, just, you know, little, little a life force as a treat. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it leads in to their, uh, very intense ongoing thing of the two of them, uh, merging together in situations where, uh, Doug is in danger and needs Warlock to protect him. Or, uh, you know, needs to, like, use Warlock's abilities to be able to do something. Uh, despite the fact that this, like, mutants are naturally, like, resistant to the techno-organic virus, but not immune. So the more they do it, the more it runs the risk of, uh, Doug becoming infected permanently whether warlock wants that to happen or not and then the two of them not being able to return to being two people but they keep doing it because they're like this they are 100 percent like this Un unstoppably like this um as uh we also discussed with doug um doug dies very tragically at the hands of the uh animator 
trying um trying to protect rain um and warlock doesn't understand what death is or how it works and tries to dig up Doug's body and he doesn't like, try to he does <laughs> yes he, he does successfully Doug's body he successfully digs up Doug's body and tries to fuse with him again and like wake him up and you know make him come alive again and remember you know his friends and his family and all that stuff and they have to explain to Warlock how death works and that Doug's not coming back, except for they should have told him that it's comics, so he probably will eventually. <laughs> but they they shouldn't have told him that because it would have confused him more. But it is comics and obviously Doug does come back eventually. <laughs> um Sorry, I just found out that apparently um Warlock was gonna be in the new Mo- New Mutants movie. Voiced by Sasha Baron Cohen, yes. But they cut him because of budget. And I that was I'm, like I'm looking at the design right now and I don't like it. Um, okay. Uh send send it to me and I will look at it. I will remember not to click into our DMs until after the episode because it's definitely gonna derail things. Um <laughs> just like seeing that the It's okay, the there's fucking... a lot of stuff in your DMs. For you to get okay, to after great. the episode. Great, great, great. Um, the goddamn just, like, like one-two punch of Warlock was gonna be in the New Mutants, voiced by Sasha Baron Cohen. Which, like, one, given how the, uh, like, it seemed very obvious to me watching the New Mutants movie. Like, yeah, they would not have had the budget for Warlock. No. Um, that would be wild. I don't know how he would have fit in with the vibe of the movie, which was, like, until kind of the third act was kind of trying to give, like, a more grounded vibe to, like, everybody's powers. And also, Doug's not there! Right! Like, What's what he supposed he... to do? What if they had, to, they cut Warlock so they also cut Doug? <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know about it because he was just like a normal guy he was just a guy who was there and every time the rest of them got into their like angry like super powered fights Doug was like I do have mutant powers they're just not applicable in this situation at all so have fun you guys um oh my god uh not too long after uh Doug dies um the new mutants end up sort of uh joining teaming up with the exterminators and x factor um and uh warlock um along with rain richter and uh boom boom get uh kidnapped by um Cameron Hodge, uh, and taken to Genosha, uh, which also, like, obviously factors into Rain's story a lot. We talked about that with her, but, uh, Genosha is, like, a, a 
nation, like a, a mutant apartheid that like has like this like oppressed like mutant underclass. Um, and Cameron Hodge is running the whole thing, and he has this guy named the Gen Gene Engineer who's doing experiments on mutants. Um, Richter and Boom Boom, like, get away, uh, Rain gets brainwashed, and, uh, Hodge tries to, uh, experiment on Warlock to use Warlock's powers to, like, uh, supplement Hodge's own, like, uh, cybernetic, like, experiments, which, uh, ends up eventually killing Warlock, and this is, like, this is used partly to help, like, the X-Men take down Genosha because they're able, uh, to publicize Warlock's death, like, while making it look like Warlock was, like, a, a normal, like, Earth mutant instead of an alien mutant that people would probably be scared of. Um, they're like, yeah, actually, this uh, country's doing super bad things, and this this guy died. This 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 mutant guy who wasn't an alien. Um, this normal human mutant. Yes. Um, and on... Uh, Rain's suggestion, Warlock's ashes are scattered on Doug's grave. So Rain gets it. Rain gets it. You know what? She get, she knows what's up. <laughs> um, Everybody else is like, is that a little bit weird? And Rain's like, no. <laughs> they like, were weren't you like dating Doug when he died? And Rain's like, listen. Me and Doug were both working through some stuff. <laughs> I, yes, which is why I know that this is what he would have wanted. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I know extremely well. Thank you. Um, after this, uh, the <laughs> Doug Locke situation, uh, comes into play, which involves a lot, a lot of complicated stuff. So there's this, uh... This separate alien, cybernetic alien race called the Phalanx, P-H-A-L-A-N-X. I know it's a real word. It sounds weird every time I say it. Um, who are, it's like initially implied that they're like a species that got infected by the techno-organic virus. And then you find out that they actually created the technarchy. And they're this, like, super advanced, like, AI hive mind that, like, uses the technarchy to colonize, uh, like, other planets, basically. Whoops. Um, <laughs> um, and then there's also, semi-connected to that, Cameron Hodge forms a group called the phalanx on earth which is him and a bunch of other humans who infect themselves with the techno organic virus to get rid of mutants so they're like sort of connected and operating on behalf of the phalanx the aliens but they're not really the same thing from what i am able to piece together <laughs> but uh in hodge's uh efforts to like uh make himself stronger 
with the techno-organic virus and also, like, infect other people with it who he can use to, like, destroy all mutants. Um, he uses Warlock's ashes to basically, like, glean the, the technarchy power from them. And, uh, when he creates the phalanx on Earth, it ends up, because it's, like, they were using Warlock's ashes, it ends up, I mean, that were on Doug's grave, maybe this has something to do with it, um, it ends up forming a new composite being that is technically Warlock, but also has Doug's appearance and contains Doug's memories. Um, and this new Douglock is not able to be contained by the phalanx, and so, uh, goes off to go find his own way. He, uh, ends up joining, uh, Excalibur, gradually figures out, like, kind of regains more of his warlock memories and starts I like initially identifies himself as Douglock as like a new basically entity and then starts to realize that he like is warlock but like still contains like Doug's you know memories uh and some of his feelings a lot of questions of kind of you know personhood and identity and <laughs> real real ship of Theseus stuff happening here <laughs> to my 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 poor pal warlock um he uh i he like he has like a little bit of a a romantic thing with wolfsbane while uh while this is going on um i mean it makes sense if he thinks he's Doug. <laughs> Yeah, if there's, if there's, you know, some Doug vibes in there, um, if, if, if I were Rain, I would be like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really want to get involved with what's going on here. I'm, I'm good, actually. You can just leave me out of this one. I'm good. I listen. I love you. You're my, your friend. You're kind of two of my friends. Uh, I want you to figure stuff out. I don't think we should be dating while you do that. (laughs) Um, I think during his solo series, uh, in like the, like, late 90s, he, um, uh, like, discovers this, like, girl named Hope. This is prior to Hope Summers, different Hope. Um, who's, like, able to, uh, like, like, able to infect things with, like, the transmode virus, but is not affected by it herself. Um, and he, like, sets out with her, uh, to try and, you know, figure this out and also, like, stop any remnants of, like, the technarchy or the phalanx. And they encounter, uh... Magus, Warlock's father, uh, and they are able to, like, rewire his DNA with Warlock's DNA and make him, like, part human, and, uh, 
he freaks out about it and then he like starts I think starts like experiencing like emotions and non-evil emotions um because then he shows up in uh all new x factor i think and they like think he's evil and they find out he's like in disguise running this corporation and then they like find warlock and warlock's like actually he's not trying to do evil now (laughs) they're like oh okay i mean i guess sure um there was also there was one point where they like defeated him during New Mutants by, like, Warlock and Doug working together and Doug basically, like, hacking Magus and, like, reprogramming him to revert him to, like, a baby. Um, which is wild. Doug does, like, completely wild bullshit and then is, like, I feel so inadequate. Um, (laughs) my poor child. Um... There's also, um, he shows up in a, uh, during Annihilation, um, one of the kind of Annihilation crossover events, um, that focuses on Nova, um, where Nova gets infected with the techno-organic virus and, uh, goes to Kvutch. (laughs) to try and figure out how to cure it and finds that uh the only uh technarchs currently living there are warlock and a um young uh technarch named tyro who uh warlock has like infected with his own techno-organic virus to try and like give him the mutation that Warlock has to help him, like, grow up to not be evil, um, but is still kind of working on teaching him to not be evil, um, and he, uh, helps Nova, Nova asks him to, like, help come fight, uh, the, help the Kree fight off the phalanx, um, and Warlock's like, I- I'm trying to raise a child. <laughs> um, and then, um, a, bu- a, a bunch of, obviously a bunch of stuff happens. Tyro, uh, has to, like, fight his, his own dad. Um, is able to, like, kind of, like, overcome, uh, you know, his, like, initial, like, technarchy programming and like uh choose to not be evil like Gamora and Drax show up and almost die uh and Warlock like has to like almost uh sacrifice himself to save him um save the the two of them uh and by the end of it um Warlock ends up uh agreeing to help uh Nova fight the phalanx and brings Tyro with him. I don't know what happens to Tyro because I don't think he shows up again after this. This is kind of when we get into like the like mid 2000s, 2010s. Um as happened with like some of the other like new mutants, it seems like people kind of lose track of Warlock for a little bit and what he's doing at any given point, and they'll just kind of, like, put him in stuff. Um, 
Because this definitely also happened with, like, Richter and Shatterstar, where it was just, like, they were just around. It was, like, they were, like, broken up, like, a year before, and now they're, like, just around again, and they're back together or whatever. It's kind of like that. Like, Warlock would just kind of show up sometimes with no reference to what he was seemingly previously doing. Um, he, uh, Doug gets properly brought back to life, um, and Warlock helps to, uh, free him from his mind controlled by, uh, Selene. Uh, Doug attacks him at first while he's being mind controlled and, uh, decapitates him, but Warlock's head falls into the ocean and he absorbs the life glow of a bunch of crabs and he heals himself. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry to the crabs for your crabs. sacrifice. Thank you to crabs. Um, he, uh, after this, they kind of, uh, reform the new mutants. Um, at one point they're fighting. I'm, this just, this just makes me so sad. They're fighting, um, Cameron Hodge. Uh, and they're, uh, losing, and Doug convinces Warlock to absorb, uh, Hodge's life glow, along with a bunch of the soldiers, to stop him and, like, save everybody, and he does, and then he feels extremely, extremely bad about it, and he's really traumatized, and it's just so, it's like, that guy killed him! Like, that guy killed him and a whole bunch of other mutants, and he still feels really bad about it. And it's extremely sad for me to think about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Olivia, you're having emotions about a sad robot? I'm having emotions about a sad computer alien who does, who trusts his soulmate friend and does what he says, and then still feels bad about the thing he does. Ugh. Cameron Hodge sucks. He's, like, wicked evil. And he was, like, Warlock is valid and correct. Honestly, even if Doug hadn't told him to do it, it would still be valid. But it makes me so, so, so sad. Um, he, uh, super weird stuff in, uh, like, during, uh, New Mutants Dead Souls, um... In, like, 2018, um, where, uh, Warlock is just, uh, living in an abandoned house, and then a bunch of the new mutants all get infected with the virus, and then Warlock is, like, temporarily bonded with, like, a spare, like, uh, Jamie Madrox clone, uh, not clone, one of his duplicates, um, they're- not, I mean, I guess in a sense they're clones, but, you know, he's multiple man, he makes multiple guys. Um, he's, like, bonded with one of them, and it's, they refer to it as warlocks. Um, I, he, like, he maybe dies, like, he, he dies during, like, after, uh, something, like, uh, after this, like, the, the dead souls thing, a weird thing where like, and then like people's memories of mutants get erased. I haven't read any of this. And also I haven't read a summary of it that made sense to me. 
Um, which is why in all of these New Mutants episodes, it just gets to a point where I'm like, then a bunch of weird stuff happens where they're all infected with the techno-organic virus. And then after, they're okay. Um, but, um, he seemingly dies while he's warlocks, Jamie Madrox warlock. Uh, but then he's okay. Uh, maybe for Krakoa reasons. Maybe for different reasons. Maybe he didn't really die. Maybe they just forgot that this happened. Um, maybe this didn't happen and I just read a very inaccurate summary of this story because it was confusing to me. Um, but currently, uh, he is on Krakoa with his best friend, Doug Ramsey, um, who helped, uh, he helped to basically make Krakoa habitable uh, for mutants because when Doug uh, initially like communes with Krakoa, he uh, bonds with Warlock and then Warlock basically bonds with the island uh, and is able to help kind of like terraform it and is also able to use his bond with the island for Doug to be able to uh, see and hear <laughs> what's going on. Uh, whenever he wants, which is questionable. Um, he's doing it, which, I mean, we talked about this. He's doing it because he doesn't trust Charles, which is fair, but I don't know if this is the answer. Um, but a lot of his friends are all pretty busy, so maybe. Um, he, uh, Doug, uh, has, like, told everybody that, uh, He's like, yep, we did it. We fused together one too many times. And now we're we're stuck like this. He is just uh, fused to me all the time. Do not worry about it. Um, in order to kind of, you know, explain why they're constantly like this. I don't think he needed an explanation. I think anyone who knows them would be like, yep, you guys are like this. Yep. Um, he, uh... He's there when uh, Doug does uh, is part of the X of Swords, the Ten of Swords tournament, um, where he ends up in an arranged marriage with a woman from Mars. Um, D Warlock is there um, as Doug's sword, which is very Soul Eater of him. Um, he like shapeshifts, so like Doug has like this one like warlock like techno organic arm and then he also has a big warlock sword that he doesn't end up using uh because he his his test is to get married <laughs> which is good because it wouldn't feel weird if Doug was fighting someone with a warlock sword but I guess maybe it's not that different from having a warlock mech suit uh but uh yes that's um that's what he's up to now uh, he's on Krakoa. I've seen a couple, like, designs of him where he looks, uh, pretty different than his, like, initial design. Like, a little more robot-y, but kind of, like, like, a little more substantial and less looking kind of, like, weird and, and, and flickery. Which I think, you know, is <laughs> kind of inevitable translating that design to like a different art style without it looking very silly as we talked about um 
but uh I um I love him. I love him. That's uh that's that's my take about Warlock. I love him. <laughs> He's very good. He's very good. He's important. He's um oh I'm oh no, there's so many pages in here. There's so many pages. <laughs> I'm opening this up to scroll to this design and why does he look like a lava man? <laughs> God, okay, so I have been trying Haunted to doll lava man. I have been trying to figure out when exactly they merged for the first time based off of, you know, memory and comics panels that show up in the Google image search. Mm-hmm. It's possible it was in New Mutants Annual number two when they got, uh, when Betsy Braddock was being possessed by Mojo. <laughs> and um, Doug and Warlock merged to try to save Betsy. Oh my god, dude, I'm looking at these and I gotta stop. It's actually killing my body. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh no, there's one of them speaking binary to each other. I hate them! I hate this! No! They're good, is the thing. Uh, my favorite is the one where, uh, Doug is offering some of his life force and he's like, uh, it won't hurt, will it? And then it, like, zooms way out, and it's just, wow! <laughs> what does it mean, it's, Doug? That's, that shirt. Wow! Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Uh-huh. Absolutely, my man, my dude, my main guy. <laughs> love it, love this for you. Fellas, you ever merge with your self-soul friend and all you can say is, Wow! Wow! Wow? Wow? Um, anyways, I don't, I do not love these, uh, like, live-action warlock designs, and there's no. absolutely no way any of them would have looked good in motion. Um, no, like, I, I do, guess maybe they Like, the, the, the concept art on, like, the thing that I sent you, the concept art on the right, where it's, like, quickly painted, does look yeah. scary and pretty rad and would have fit into the New Mutants movie. Yes. Neither like, one me- of these other men would have. No, these are not these are not my friend. These are not my special little the guy. The one on the left is especially terrible. The, I, I, it's, the eyes, the eyes. Yes. The eyes are the bad. Eyes. They're like Warlock has spooky eyes. It's like not like this. They're eyes that are full of of character. They're and full love of for character friends. and slapstick comedy and sometimes full emotion. Yes. Um maybe they would have done it with like like he's in he's in human men disguise for like a like supernatural style like he's in human men disguise for most of the film and then towards the end he's like actually I look like this but like I don't I don't I would have been so mad if Warlock was there and not Doug I would have it would I can't it, 
believe this. It's like, okay, yes, you let Danny and Rain kiss, but also you separated Warlock and Doug, and for that you are also homophobic. Yeah, actually, this is an act like a hate crime to me. <laughs> like, thank you, yes, I do love that you let Danny and Rain, like, have a relationship. Um that is canon and they get to kiss and be girlfriends and hold hands but if you separate these boys they're soulmates i'm sorry they're it's in it's their whole thing you can't have one and not the other like it would have been as we like now I'm imagining a new mutants movie where the main character is Danny, but for whatever reason Rain isn't there, and it sucks ah! actually. That is that's cursed. That's cursed that you would even put that thought in my head <laughs> in Pride Month of all times. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, speaking of Pride Month, though, do you want to continue <laughs> unpacking this this special this special issue? Yeah, let me let me uh let me uh pull up let me pull up my uh notes. Your notes, your reviews. My notes. Um so where we left off was public display of electromagnetism. Uh which yes. I did not have a lot of notes for because I do not know who this man is. <laughs> I, I <laughs> I'm really so don't... sorry to the Ray. Yeah, I truly also know pretty much nothing about this. But you know, I'm happy for him. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. I'm glad he's out here with his husband and he's overcoming his like his insecurities. You, you have to overcome your, you know, fears of vulnerability. Um, but the dialogue did feel kind of corny and forced in places, so it yeah. does. It does get an 8 out of 10 from me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and we follow that up with uh, Bats in the Cradle uh, and a silver Very screen. Short. Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon. When you come yes, home, Dad, that's... I don't know when. I'm gonna save you <laughs> from these men. <laughs> it's a really short story because they spend one whole page just on the title <laughs> okay but i did for a second at the beginning be like is kate's dad gonna come out <laughs> <laughs> that would have been wild that would have been a wild pride month twist <laughs> just kate's dad like Oh, hey, Kate, by the way, I figured something out about myself. Yeah, Kate, your uh, bravery in being who you are has inspired me to uh, examine my own feelings, and it turns out I am also gay. It's just like, cool, Dad, could this happen when you're not tied to a chair? Yeah, can we talk about this at home? Just, like, real quick. Um, I do feel like it could have been more Kate-centric. I know that we had some kate in last year's pride issue uh yes but also i do feel like this could have been more kate specific but it was also very cute that it was just a story about her dad thinking about how proud he is of yeah. his daughter he's like yeah, i love my like, lesbian daughter who is also that woman <laughs> it's sweet like i'm also like i'm i'm generally not like super a fan of, like, Pride Month stories that are about allies instead of, like, act the 
queer people, but yeah. I was like, oh, it's it's nice. I'm happy for them. It is it is cute actually. I the thing that really got me was like, wait, so you got kicked out of the military cuz you're gay? She's like, "Yes, and I would do it again." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I love your integrity. Bring it in." Yeah, he's like, "I'm proud of you." Get it cuz it's Pride Month. Oh, amazing. Um, but it is cute. It is cute. I love that for some reason he's just getting into trouble and Kate has to come save her dad. I do I do love a dad in distress. Yeah. Yeah, you got to love a dad in distress. Uh fighting side by side with his beautiful gay daughter. Uh 7 out of 10. Mostly because I wanted more Kate. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to special delivery. Here comes a special boy. I want to see my little boy. Here he comes. Um, my first note on this is just, Timothy! (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely me. Um, but it is... God, the Travis G. Moore really got a hang of Tim, where it's like he starts off with some self-loathing, just right then, off the bat, and then he's he moves, like, he moves into like, "Wow, I have fun with my boyfriend. I love having fun with my boyfriend." He's like, "Love my boyfriend, <laughs> so great. Have such a great time with him. Can't believe I'm such an easily distracted fuck up." I can't believe my life is so busy and I let him down so often. But I do love to be here and to hold his hand. Oh, he made a cake. He made a cake. He baked a cake. He baked a cake. He just, he baked a cake and he was swinging through the city carrying it. And he had to rescue it from super villains. Yeah. Cause they like cake. Oh. It's gotta be like some cool weapon. And he's like, no, it's a cake for my boyfriend. It's so important to me. Happy fur pre to us all. Ten out of ten. Absolutely. God bless Tim Drake. Um, and then we get like a lovely little <laughs> twist into the hunt. Which, thank you to Danny Fernandez and Zoe Thorogood for giving us Harley and Ivy doing a predator-prey-themed date where they fight each other (laughs) and just toss out sex puns. God, they are so horny for each (laughs) other, and I do support them. I love it so much. Um, I do also love that, like, at first they're like, oh, you brought a change of clothes, huh? It's so funny. They're like, yeah, this tracks. Yeah, like, of course Harley brought a, you know, alternate outfit. Why wouldn't she? And then, then they get destroyed. Like, they start throwing out their worst insecurities, and then they get destroyed by talking about how much they love each other. I can't. This, it was like, I almost 
wish this one was longer because I love the concept so much and it all happens like very fast. Yeah. Um, like if we could it's... have just gotten like two more pages of playful banter. Yeah. Um, but I'm so happy for that. I love the art for this too. I love yeah. the kind of like minimal color palette. It looks really cool. It's very good. Mm. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for them. 10 out of 10. Um, then we have Are You Ready For This? Uh, which I I gotta read Teen Justice. These kids are cute. That was like the funniest thing was that I read this and I was like, oh my god, I am obsessed with these character designs. And then I uh, that day realized that like Teen Justice multiversity had just come out and I was like, yoink! <laughs> Time for me to look at them. I love this Clarion the Witch Girl. Yeah! I presume she looks... I mean, obviously known Clarion enjoyer Olivia <laughs> speaking, but like, she looks radical. I love this Robin and Supergirl. Um... I know that's not the point of the story, but they just look so cute. Yeah, no, I gotta read Teen Justice. I gotta. Next time I go to the, the comic book store, I gotta look for Teen Justice. Yeah, gotta gotta see him. Um, I need more gay kids. I almost sneezed and then I inhaled it. <laughs> oh, uh, good good job. No, it was terrible. Oh no! I was just trying to finish my thought before the sneeze came, but then I inhaled it because I was trying to finish my thought. Oh no! So if I sounded weird during that last bit, it was because I was about to sneeze, and then I didn't. Gods. Um, the last one is... Finding Batman, the Kevin Conroy autobiographical uh, comic. Yes. Which did make me cry. Oh boy, it's it's a lot. Um, I'm I'm glad they put that uh, that warning in there. Yeah, I think that was very. Uh, that was a, a a good idea, given, like, the tone of the rest of the stories. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, it is, it is a, it is a, a powerful story. Oofa doofa. Oofa doofa indeed. It, it's good. And it's, you know, yes. heartfelt. And it's well-paced. And it does get a 10 out of 10, but boy howdy did it make me feel feelings, some of which were mm. sad. Some of which were sad feelings. Ultimately ends on an optimistic and positive note. Yeah, because he got to voice like, Batman and yeah, it, it, it felt like it might have been therapeutic for him to voice Batman, which is good. Yes. Um, and Kevin Conroy did make just, like, a a Twitter video I saw after it came out, just, like, you know, like, th thanking everybody for the response and saying how much it meant to him, which, um, was, was very nice, and I was very glad for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Can you believe uh, that it, I've never watched Batman the Animated Series? I, um, 
I think that uh, we should remedy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I definitely have to. And it's been on my list yeah. forever. I also, to be fair, I, I've i seen a bunch of it, but I've never watched it, like, start to finish. Um, and I probably should, because of Batman, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that now that my Our Flag Means Death brain rot has settled into something where I can actually consume other media. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you've managed to tame the beast a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I part of me is also like, I should watch what we do in the shadows, but I'm worried that that would make it worse. That might, yeah. So maybe I should do something like in between <laughs> that probably will not give me brain rot. Because <laughs> like, I love Batman, but also I, I don't, I don't, Bat, Batman brain rot has been already <laughs> yeah 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 no i know what you mean i i don't You're like I, this can't rot my brain anymore no it's, it's it's already in there uh there's there's nothing new that i can that that i can like stab it with so i think i think that's a pretty safe bet yeah that's fair dang i should have used my time when i was unemployed much better <laughs> but you know how it goes. I I do, boy, do I ever. But other other oh other God. than other than DC Pride, I do not have any other comics to talk about today. Um, I did. I picked up. Um, I did grab Multiversity Teen Justice, and I grabbed the Tim Drake Pride Special. Um, I haven't gotten to read either of those yet. I forgot about um, the Tim Drake Pride special. You, oh no. You gotta remember. Oh, I'm writing no. it down. I'm writing it down right now. Okay. Don't don't forget him. Don't forget your your son. Um Should I go to the comic grab, book store um, after this? <laughs> there's an <laughs> Just drop um, everything and go. <laughs> Um, there's a new, uh, Poison Ivy series, uh, written by G. Willow Wilson, who, uh, was having a very big couple of weeks between, uh, this coming out and the Ms. Marvel, uh, series, uh, launching. Um, it is very cool. A little kind of like, like, like deep south sort of noir-ish vibes um it's it's like it's very kind of like moody uh and and interesting even i need to look into more of what's going on with ivy because she's referencing a bunch of stuff that happened i think in swamp thing that i don't fully understand uh what it is um i read the first couple issues of immortal x-men which unfortunately are great. Um, it's uh, the first issue is written by Kieran Gillen, so I should have expected, and it's narrated by Mister Sinister, and it's like wicked, extremely funny. And I'm like, I don't want to be this endeared to Mister Sinister, <laughs> but it's really funny. Um, 
so that's um that's very cool um also a uh, very brief appearance from Doug in the first issue but he is there and I was immediately like oh the uh, blorbo alert but uh <laughs> you know how these things go um and uh the first issue of Dark Crisis DC's event for this year um which uh the first issue is largely about uh John trying to uh, create a new Justice League in the wake of the Justice League being seemingly dead. They're definitely not dead. It's, like, extremely obvious they're just, like, scattered across the multiverse or whatever, and they're going to come back. But, um... But I was told they were dead for real. Everyone said they were dead for real. How could this happen? How could this possibly happen? Um, but John uh, forms a new Justice League. It's got uh, Harley... It's got Damien, obviously. There's a um, a panel of him asking Damien, and Damien's like, I will join, but also my, fa- my father is not dead, which you gotta have a Bat Kid being like that in yeah. every situation where Batman is dead. Um, it's got uh, Jackson Hyde, uh, Booster and Beetle, along oh my God. with also Jaime Blue Beetle. Um, oh my God. Two, uh, two Beetles? <laughs> Yeah, Black Adam, like, shows up and is making fun of, uh, John's Justice League. He's like, why do you have two blue beetles on here? And <laughs> John's like, because they're both Ted good. Like, they're both great, and they're my friends. Um, also, um, Beast Boy seemingly dies. I don't, I'm suspicious. It's like, it has, like, uh, like, Slade pointing a gun at him, and then there's just a panel that's like, bang, and I'm like, okay, well, you didn't show a body, so I'm going to assume he's not dead. Um, <laughs> Alive until proven dead comics. Uh, comics, always. And even then, um, he'll probably come back. Yeah. Um, and also there's a... um a cute, there's, like, a a cute little, like, brief scene where Wally is kind of, like, talking to John a little about, he's like, oh, I know it's hard, like, living up to somebody's legacy. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Um, Oh, no! (laughs) Um, and then also, um, Hal shows up, because he was off-planet when uh, everything happened with the Justice League. <laughs> Hal and shows he's up like, like what the hey, fuck? where are my friends? Where oh, are they my all friends? died. Um, and Wally does call him um, Uncle Hal, which I'm obsessed <sighs> with. Um, so, yeah, comics, uh, comics are kicking my ass, as it turns out. Um, uh, also, uh, Ms. Marvel started. I haven't seen it yet. Um, there's a new, uh, Midnight Suns coming out in September with Nico and Ileana and Logan on it. I don't know why Logan is on the magic team, but, like, I mean, it's Wolverine, so I guess he can do I that. I mean, he's been um, a lo- around for so long. He's, he's done a lot. Um, he probably knows some a, things. Yeah. Um... There was a very bad uh, issue of What If Miles Morales that everyone is justifiably very angry about. Um, Which, like, I 
I haven't read any of the What If Miles Morales yet, but I've been picking them up because the first one looked really good. Although, to be fair, I, it was also written by Cody Ziegler, who I do trust. Yeah. Um, I think I think most of the issues were written by black writers. Uh, but this one was not. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Interesting that that happened. Um, also, Marvel announced that they're doing a new uh, Marvel Unlimited uh series like an online comic like uh about different uh romance stories which looks very cute um one of them is about viv vision there's a hulkling and wiccan one um so excited about that oh my god this has been such a long episode yes but we recorded early yes um <laughs> anyways Thank you all for listening to this uh, two-part Douglock special. Um, if you want to keep up with us online, um, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, um, Facebook. All of those are just at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you want to talk more about Doug and Warlock. Let's, let's go, baby. Um... We uh, have a Discord server uh, that you are more than welcome to join. Most of the stuff I just mentioned was stuff that got posted in the Discord server that I was just quickly scrolling through to see what had happened recently. Um, so feel free to come come join us there and talk about stuff. Um, we have a uh, Patreon if you want to support us on there, uh, we just finally uh, talked about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So if you want to listen to our takes on that, you can get that for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon, um, along with all of our other bonus episodes and many other things. Um, we, If you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to help out the show... Leaving a rating and review is very cool if you want to do that. Um, telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested in it. Uh, if you have a friend who's like me, who you think would be interested in Doug and Warlock. <laughs> um, and just just coming back and joining us, as you have done once again. So thank you for being here uh, for these past couple weeks on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, uh, it won't hurt, will it? Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs>